2: Cool kids be like, chemistry sucks a d. Adults be like, physics, honey, not for me. But we're all just alive for a tinty bit, and science is the best way to understand it. Side note, we show you studies are vague. Side note, even scientists can be gay. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you aren't mad at us whoever's listening to this I hope you're not mad yeah, at like, us. Knock, knock, knock. Is anyone there? Like it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. It's
1: been a while.
2: Uh, many months we once said, "Hey,
1: we're just taking a two-week break." I'm
2: so embarrassed that I was like, "Okay, guys, two-week break." It's been 4 months.
1: I know. But <laughs> It's uh, been needed. Um, I think it was, it's was. it been a great four months to sort of like, you know, as you can we see. We've had a great time. We've had a great time. As a title of this episode is called Burnout. I think you know what we're going to be chatting about today. What maybe, I don't know, like, did we fully burn out? We'll kind of, I don't know, we can chat a little bit. Like, what
2: happened? Why did we take a break? An unannounced break. Well, okay, so we are youtubers and to follow the vein of all youtubers everyone has that video where they log on and they go i have something to say. i need a break okay i shouldn't make fun of
1: that but no, no that is a trope the the this it starts and it goes or it goes like i didn't this is way harder or or the other one is um
2: I've recorded this three times already, and this is my fourth time. I'm going to try again. Oh, my gosh. Okay, drag them all, drag them all. But essentially, we don't have that bone in our body, but maybe we needed to make a video like that and that we have been doing ASAP Science for seven years and yeah. I think culminated four months ago in this realization that we really – like when you're doing a youtube channel running a youtube channel is up if, if you don't watch Very it, it. <laughs> if you uh doing a podcast also like essentially it's so weird when you start to build something like a YouTube channel and a YouTube presence. Then you, all of a sudden these other people get involved, like yeah. managers, agencies, all these things that like still don't really make sense to me. And then <laughs> all these people and all this pressure starts to be like made on your life. And at one moment we were kind of like, wait, we control this. This is yeah. our thing. Let's allow ourselves the break that we've been craving for probably like two years we've been talking about doing this. Totally. And then we did it. And I think now here we are, four months later, best decision ever. Oh,
1: honestly, yeah. I think it's one of those things that I'm sure many people can relate where – you get excited by lots of things like we were having fun doing more and more things until it hit the point where you're actually like I, I can't do this many things anymore because i have no time to even process what i'm doing like every week just turns over the conveyor belt of what's the next thing what's the next thing instead of being able to stop and say like where where can i get inspired where can i take time to like find the
2: cool stuff that i'm interested in or find the things that i'm passionate about and we like i both of us I'm just gonna speak for myself. though it's easier to do that, um, but yeah, like my dream was always to be a science teacher. Here I am teaching science online. Like my dreams came true in a way that I never could have expected. But then, literally, I guess it was almost two years ago your we dreams started. Dreams came true. That's so cute. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. No, that? it is cute. I, no, I don't know. I need to. I don't know. Isn't every song kind of like your dreams came true? When you wish upon a star. Is that about dreams? yeah? Or yeah. about your wishing.
1: dreams come
2: true? Isn't that how that? That'd be so <laughs> sweet if all you had to do was wish upon stars and everything came true. Yeah. But. Yeah, essentially, like, I don't know. I almost feel like I lost what I was going to say. But two years ago was when, oh, I think I just started to realize that we would almost call making our weekly videos on YouTube like the conveyor belt. And I think that is a sign that something was up. It's like this thing that was like all. And we
1: don't want to be, like we're not trying to be some like mass production play. Like we would rather make things that we're excited about. Like yeah, there's a point at which we want to do lots of things but it tips that line of like are we only making lots of things to make lots of things. And I think
2: a lot of other YouTubers and when I meet people they're like so interested in business and growing their business and it's like that's a that's a genuine passion that they have and, and i'm very envious of that because like mm-hmm. i don't have that like i right. just that's want to driving for no the driving, force, no, for the driving right. force is like science science education like making science interesting to people learning science even just the selfish act of learning science is something mm-hmm. that i'm obsessed with so it's not like i ever went to school for business or cared about business and that's ended up what we we ended up running a business. It just, I don't know, <laughs> no. whatever. I don't know if this is even interesting at all to talk about, but no, it's I just think, weird. Well, one thing I, oh, we've nope, also- not
1: interesting. Well, <laughs> I think it's a very interesting. No, I don't know. Uh, hopefully people are still listening. hope <laughs> people are still listening to this podcast, period. Um, I think something else like related to us not even talking about it is I think, and we've sort of talked to each other- Not about talking this, about it. What do you mean Talking by that? about going to take a break. Not talking about the fact that we're like going to step away. I think we minimize our- in fact, like, people have been messaging. Like, people have been sending really nice messages. Like, where are you guys? Where's Side Don't Podcast? Where's the channel? Like, what have you been up to? And I think we always downplay this idea that, like, the things we make people enjoy and engage. Which is right? something
2: that we have realized in these four months we need to fix. We, If we're going to be doing this and spending our short time on this planet as a sack of cells, <laughs> we need to be enjoying the fact and essentially, like, Basking in the fact that we are making a difference because it's true. I that's something I want to think about more is like our impact on people I'm I know I'm not saying that we should have made a video saying we're taking time off. I but I definitely Agree. I was so much more aware of how many people were responding. How many mm-hmm. random people were stopping me on the street, not to talk about ASAP Times, to be like, "Where's Side Note Podcast?" Totally, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, I thought I was just like screaming I into no oblivion." One would care. Yeah. yeah, and it,
1: it's nice. Like, it feel, it's a nice feeling. But I think we, well, sometimes we should. Okay, let's say let's use another adjective than nice. Well, I think saying nice is just the thing we've never even said. Yeah. The reason we didn't say anything about taking a break is because we were literally like. Why would anyone care It feels like we're like Making ourselves feel so important To be like Oh excuse me We're gonna take a break Yeah Good thing you know now So your life can go on And not be crazy Without I us know, like, I know I know I know And obviously that Doesn't happen to anyone Like the fact that we maybe Should have made a podcast Explaining that Or just mentioning Hey we're gonna like Take the summer off Or something like yeah. that Yeah But it felt It felt like we were
2: Now that you say that I'm like that's a very Simple thing to have done Oh I <laughs> We're know. gonna get the summer off but, but I guess to we did We yeah, did We
1: actually thought You know let's just take A, a little yeah. bit off Like yeah. catch, up, catch up, yeah, and yeah. then. Eventually Eventually we're like, oh, like there's a lot of things maybe we need to take a break from. And having a break allows us to kind of sit in that moment and take it in and understand and think about what we care about. And
2: actually listen to these podcasts and think critically. We're going to change the format a little bit to be something that we think is actually more effective when it comes to learning. Totally. So that's something that we could never have done if we hadn't stopped and listened to old podcasts. Realize when did we start to like not feel as educated or not feel entertained in the way that the format was before. Because you just do things that if you don't think and reflect on them... You're not going to change them for the better. And I think you need time to do that. It took a long time off before I started to think, oh, I'm going to listen to our podcast and think about how to make them better for, I mean, for whatever reason.
1: Well, why don't you tell me then, just like before we jump into today's actual episode, like, what have you been up to, Greg, over the last four months? Like, how have you been feeling? What have you
2: been thinking about? What have you been doing? Let everyone know. Lots and lots of reading. Mm -hmm. Read many a book. Currently reading Ted Chiang's short stories about science fiction. Absolutely brilliant. Something that I would Mm -hmm. never have done for whatever reason, in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Learning that I am constantly doing things to distract my mind and realize that <laughs> if I ever sit with my thoughts alone, I spiral into complete darkness. I need to figure <laughs> out what that's about. Um,
1: the and, irony is that having time off made you realize that, but then you need time off to address
2: that. E, well, I don't know. Uh, right? You yeah, need time. You right, need right, time and right. space to like sit with thoughts yeah. and things. Like, um, But then also, more importantly, I think realizing like the way I want to take my Job as a science communicator into like a new direction that has like a different sort of manifesto behind it. Thinking about why I'm doing this again for like new reasons and really essentially just being inspired almost like we're starting over even Mm. though we've been doing this for seven years. Mm. Realizing that in fact, with the time and freedom to do whatever I want, I still know I do want to talk and be a science communicator for the rest of my life. So Mm. what does that mean for me in doing that? What about you?
1: Oh Miss Alphaba Many years, years I have waited to tell you about my summer. Um actually so I feel like super recharged and super good, but I think at the beginning of the time off, I was like, I really needed the time off. I- I'm sure you did as well, but I felt like I had a lot of self work to do. Yeah, there was a
2: darkness in your
1: life that I existed. Yeah, for and a it bit. just like even wanted time to like go to therapy and talk through. Like, you know, I don't know if it's the age we're at or if it's just like the trajectory of things that we're in. Like we've been doing this for seven years and just coming to those ideas of like what's the point of everything like what are we trying to do like you hit the point where you're just doing things because that's what you set up things to do but I was starting to question like really what is that the essence of why I'm doing this and then what is the point of everything this is all linked does? to burnout too which is exciting because that's what we're talking about today but yes, yeah yes yes, yes. so like a bit of an existential crisis and so for me it was a chance to just like spend the first bit like really addressing that thinking about it I also read a lot of books but a lot of like kind of not necessarily self-help books, but books that addressed, like, ways of thinking. Books that address, like, the types fiction. of things. Oh, yeah. I really rarely read fiction books. Every now and then when someone recommends a good one I might, but I have this summer I've probably read mostly just fiction. I uh, rarely non-fiction.
2: read um, fiction books when I'm working because I'm always reading science books. But I had, again, right. time off, and I read fiction books, and I found I learned so much it's so interesting. To it's think true. How it's much another type learn. of learning. You kind of yeah. like learn through Amphathy, other someone's like, experience. Yeah, yes. I think
1: there's a lot to accept for that. Yeah. Like, we get stuck in this trap of only reading. But obviously, like, non-fiction like, books are you learn a lot too. But absolutely. But yeah, no, and then I noticed that in I came to terms with myself not fully. Obviously, it's like yeah. life is a growing experience. This will be going on forever. But you do see,
2: like I, as your partner and someone who spends a lot of time with you, I think you definitely are acting different. You feel different, and it's amazing. So good for you. And I like obviously Thank the time off is the obvious reason why. I mean, you did a lot of things during your time off to make you this way, but honestly, you act different. Towards life, which is pretty amazing. So, if you're out there <laughs> nice. and you can take a summer off, so that's oh my god, this is all that's linked privilege. to what we're going to talk about. It is privilege. It is privilege, and I think that burnout is really, really, really interesting because it's linked to privilege and it's linked to a lot of things. So I'm excited today to talk about it. Oh,
3: what did we learn this
1: week? This week, actually, today I learned something. I saw a study that today, came
3: out today because I'm like, today. this could be what did we learn this
1: last four? Mo- what that's did we true. learn the last four months? I had a list of things, but I literally saw an article come out today that referenced the paper that. Shook me to the core. Uh, No, it just like helped break an idea that I've believed for a long time. Because of break, as in
2: like take away this. Yeah, sort of,
1: sort of debunk. Not break through. Break, break. Um, Thanks to our dear friend, not actual friend, but uh, amazing communicator Malcolm Gladwell who... Okay,
2: Malcolm Gladwell's had it a little bit. Okay, we won't. I'm, exactly. I'm no, always, right. always some crit- I need to stop well, thinking this so critically.
1: Is, this is also criticizing something he popularized. Okay, popularized. okay gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, if you've heard of the 10,000 hour rule before... Yes, I have. So, for those who aren't familiar, it's just uh, this idea that became popularized by Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers, I think, um, which was a really interesting book, but it kind of honed in on the fact that the amount of time you spend on something is actually the most important factor versus other variables like having talent or skill or like there's not like some magical quality that some people possess, it's the fact that their life circumstance has allowed them to actually just spend more time. It's like maybe you're born with it, maybe it's Maybelline slash 10,000 hours of work. <laughs> maybe it's 10,000 hours of work. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, they were saying, like, if you spend 10,000 hours, you become an expert at something. But and, – and that's that original study was based off of violinists that they had looked at, and they had found that people who were, like, in that category, who were experts in the world, had just spent so much time over 10,000. Um, yeah. But this new study tried to replicate that study, and they basically – could not determine an objective difference between people who were good and experts. Like, they basically were spending the same amount of time, and in some cases, people who were good at the instrument were spending more time than people who were, like, considered the best in terms of practice time.
2: Okay, Um, I need you to explain this better to me. Sorry, okay. Other people might get it, but I don't.
1: Okay, I'll explain it again. So basically, like, if if you practice we both practice 10,000 hours or say you practice 10,000 and I practice 7,000 in this study. They realized sometimes the people who practice 7,000 hours are actually better. Oh, okay. So it's like, just because like, whereas Malcolm Gladwell would have said, it's just a matter of time. If you hit 10,000 hours, we'll both be
2: experts. Um, do you understand what I'm saying? But you're looking yeah, you, at me like I'm crazy. Because you just went back, because I was the one who did 10,000 in your example, and now you said 7,000. Sorry, you meant if you had done 10,000, you would then be I'm
1: expert. just saying because somebody is the best didn't actually mean in the study that they practiced the most. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That okay. That's like a simple way of, of
2: simplified version, but I'm also curious now what, uh like, what were they studying? Violinists? This was all on violinists because they were trying to. They
1: replicate just replicated the study, the, and it was just a bit. Well, off. to a degree, yeah, and they said so. It said like, when it comes to human skill, a complex combination of environmental factors, genetic factors, and their interactions explains the performance differences across. Okay, people. well, based
2: on my understanding of, of life, of physiology, <laughs> of life, I'm like doy. Yeah, but I guess if you do tend to like, I get where I well, get what so he's trying here's the to caveat. say. <laughs> Here's okay. a caveat, that the original authors of the
1: paper, Science Drama, have come out, like, against this. Well, not against it, but they've said, like, they basically didn't find anything different. The results were, like, basically the same. Um, they've just kind of come to slightly different conclusions. And the original authors are like, we never said that time was the only factor. Yeah, Just okay. that it's maybe the, the most, most important. important. So... I, after well, I read that, I was like, oh. Okay, but these are all like, okay,
2: this is all like a very good point to think about how you th- talk about science and that the main issue that I think probably came from what Malcolm Gladwell was saying was something that – I'm going to bring up his name, that bothers me so much about Jordan Peterson, is the concept of speaking in absolutes. So mm-hmm. people obviously probably read this book or heard people who read the book say, if you do 10,000 hours of practice of right. anything, you're going be to become best. an expert. Yeah. You're going to be the best. And then this simplified, that's a simplified statement right. that isn't true. And now the authors are saying, no, we didn't say that. And right. now this thing is saying it's so much more nuanced than that. And that right. is the world. And so. obviously
1: time matters, but it's just like yeah. one of
2: those characteristics. Which like, is of the,
1: course your genetics matters in certain variables that like... If will impact how well you can perform exactly
2: and I think this is like the most uh interesting part of our job as science communicators is how do you communicate science effectively without trying to make it this short concise thing which everyone wants to hear in this like over abundance of information world that we live in you want the simple answer but it's never going to be the simple answer and I think that's what this study is probably saying right
1: yeah I think so. Basically, yeah, they were just like there are other factors. Let's yeah. stop pretending that just simply spending time when we can literally. I mean, but if I spent
2: ten thousand dollars on anything, I would be probably <laughs> really good. At that. Yeah, you you would be really good. That's yeah. what they were
1: saying. The difference though was like people who were good and great. That's when it became skewed. It was like of course they they spent more time. They were better than the worst people who spent less time practicing. Yeah, but uh, the high levels of practice was not necessarily indicative to separate good from yeah. great. Ten thousand hours doing anything. I think good on you. That's True. True. Okay, what'd you learn? Oh, oh, ow.
2: Oh, I fell. I always do this. <laughs> I fell on my face. I'm bleeding. Ow, ow <laughs> great lady. Um, so I learned about damselfly penises. Oh, <laughs> wow. Do you know how to tell a damselfly from a dragonfly? Yes. Okay. Can I tell you what I think it is? Sure. It's that their flies rest, per, like, their flies. <laughs> <laughs> their wings rest right against their abdomen, like, Right onto them, whereas a dragonfly, not a damselfly's wings at rest, will be out to their sides.
1: Yeah, that is right. I think when you see a damselfly, it looks like it's above them. Like,
2: their wings rest together. Together on their back. It's almost like they're like, yeah. yeah. Whereas a dragonfly has them full, like they're not touching. Yeah. Yeah. So dragonfly versus damselfly. Now you can know that if you're ever When they're flying, it's hard
1: to tell which is which. No, yeah. I think it's actually,
2: damselflies in general are smaller than dragonflies. Damselflies are found everywhere on the world except for Antarctica. Oh, wow, you did your research. Well, also, dragonflies like, are one of my I favorite love, animals in the world. I love a damsel and a dragon mm-hmm. <laughs> in a fly form. All right, tell me what. Um, Just in this moment. They're penises. I, no, I'm etymology, like, I'm, like, I'm like damsel in distress and dragon. Uh, damn. Is that oh linked at my all? Gosh. No, because wait, why am I thinking of a damsel in distress and a dragon? Because like in because, those like, yeah, stories of like- that's what it would be like that they're
1: being guarded by a dragon. Like think of Shrek, like the dragon is guarding the damsel in distress. Okay, it's so weird. Anyway,
2: so So, um, when damselflies have sex, I think it's something that we all—not all, but people who like to look at.
1: Oh yeah, every time every time dragonflies or damselflies, I'm like, oh my god, their butts are connected. Yeah, so
2: it's like they get into that little like heart formation, and uh, so what is actually happening is that the man is obviously injecting sperm into the female and then also there you'll see times where they fly together and it's the man actually taking over and flying on behalf of both of them to you and uses more energy mm-hmm. so that the woman can then save energy the woman <laughs> <laughs> that the female jams of fly <laughs> can then save energy in order to uh, have the eggs develop and like reproduce so mm-hmm. that's like why they attach it's sort of like okay i'm gonna take okay. over for a bit right because you're gonna have to Spend the rest of the spend time. your energy to actually, like, you know, like make sure that the species <laughs> you don't like have to raise like kids. or they don't really raise them, I'm they just put eggs I'm into joking. a lake. But, <laughs> but then, so essentially, what happens is that damselflies have these scooper things on the ends of their penises, so that actually, in the in the context of reproduction if a man (laughs) i have to stop saying man and woman if a male damselfly has sex with a female damselfly and puts the sperm in another one can come along later and use the scoop right at the end (gasps) end of its penis to scoop out all the sperm from the one before and then put his in after yeah and so it's real dirty and apparently like they do it all the time it's very effective like it'll know that all the sperm is out with a scoopy on the on the end of its penis okay so like this truly must be non-consensual sex then right like the female's not like you can't really put consensual yeah, sex on an animals answer. and if we start okay. doing that we're gonna be barking up the wrong tree. But um, um yeah. It's <laughs> like, right, like I'm like they are not that's just we're too this social. Yeah. Well, um can I comment on that? Yeah, just that they have dicks with, <laughs> with scoops on them I Did it was you
1: cool. know that Homo sapiens have that as well? Oh that's the belief. That's a theory about yeah. why I'm like a mushroom head on a penis would like bring out semen from another male. Yeah. If you
2: were that. Like I mean it's like it's obviously not as effective as these hooks that literally do that but that is like the the <laughs> like the the uh, uh theor- oh. we're getting oh into the thing god, we we were- just vomit <laughs> no but we're getting to that thing about absolutes right. that's not that's a oh. theory about oh sure one. i remember being yeah. taught
1: that in university that that's like potentially why the shape of the male penis is like that to, to pull out semen from any other male wow okay yeah. that
2: i guess that does make sense but i just mean like okay so what are they i mean like obviously consciously <laughs> bang, bang. we're not like-, <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just like oh my oh god, god. <laughs> Okay, no, but that's fascinating. I love,
1: love, 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 love dragonflies. Did you know that they were like meters big when there was a higher level of oxygen on this planet?
2: Oh, that would be so cool. Also terrifying,
1: though. Like I sometimes I'm like, that's so cool. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because they're like, they're so
2: cute with their like big eyes because like they have big eyes, which is like Huge, what humans love because because as they're cute. But because their be circulatory really system, big.
1: Like, they don't have it the same way. So, like, they breathe in and the oxygen goes directly
2: to the muscles. Yeah.
1: Or to, like, the parts of their body instead of having to be circulated through. So, it's, like, the more oxygen in the atmosphere, the bigger they be. Oh,
2: they could be. Wow. That's so freaking cool. I mean, I do think that's scary. But, like, wow. I'd love to see it. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So, we have changed up this section of the podcast. When listening to it, what we found was that it was sort of like, okay, we would be telling our stories, we'd be having fun, then we would cut into these science moments that I found when I was listening to them I would sort of zone out from. Sometimes they were designed in ways that if you didn't listen the whole time, all mm-hmm. of a sudden halfway through you'd be like, They Wait. were like
1: little ASAP up science scripts.
2: Yeah. And, so you, and without visuals.
1: Without visuals. And coming from a much more casual conversation that you didn't have to like be
2: intently listening to to suddenly a moment where like every word matter yeah Yeah. so what we have decided now and this is good this actually falls in line with what we were talking about earlier with science communication which i think is important is that we are going to be finding studies based on a controversial subject every week and those studies we are going to each explain to each other and our side notes are going to be when we kind of like go off on our sort of person personal Ur-shinal. or personal anecdotes Ur-sh. about what we are talking about slash maybe using metaphors or analogies or humor to help you understand these studies. So the side notes are now not going to be the science. The science is going to be the main yeah, thing. A side notes like a truly a side note. It's like, truly hey, a side note. Let's have a
1: because okay, so you know how before we had like story time, we had debate, like those are still going to be part of this. Yeah, It's going to be like let's talk about, we each grab a couple studies about this topic and then while we talk about them we can shoot off in stories, we can shoot off in debates, we can shoot off in like all those fun little things we do. Before. Grab uh, a couple
2: studies. as a picture scoring library. Uh, just like, gather that out. <laughs> we just need another study. <laughs>
1: um, um, I don't
2: know what we're calling this section.
1: But maybe there was already a jingle. There was already like, a jingle because we, we thought we about it, it. We, like we about, reflected. Oh, we right. have so much time. It's going to um, be called study But In time. this here moment, we have not done in that. In
2: this here moment, sire. All right. So,
1: let's look, today's about burnout. So, we both took a chance to research a couple things about burnout to find some cool studies, is what the. Uh, how many did you do? Two. And I did two as well. I thought we were supposed to just do it Yeah, I know. I just, I just want. I am sure. a rule follower, Mitch. You tell me a rule. <laughs> okay. I do it. Uh, and so, yeah. Why don't you lead us with your first study on burnout, Greg? Okay, my
2: first study. Oh, catchy title. Oh. It's called "Prevalence and Predictors of the Burnout Syndrome in Medical Students of Karachi, Pakistan." Okay. Okay. So you are picturing the globe right now, and you are zooming into Pakistan and Karachi, the exact city. Also, question, how many people do you think live in Karachi? Oh,
1: I I, ugh, I don't know. I mean, like, now I want to guess too high, but I literally just watch a sketch of when someone's like, guess how much? Guess how much? And imagine I was like, a billion. You're like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. So, like, it's probably many, many millions. It's many millions. It's the <laughs> fifth largest city in the world. Oh, wow. it's, it's most like, popular. Including sorry. its, like, greater area. You know how, like, Japan, yes. like, Tokyo has, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. 35 when they include. Okay, There's... maybe I'll guess, like, 18.
2: Oh, you did the thing. It's fourteen point nine million. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> because I
1: was thinking of other
2: cities I have around that. Okay, that's still so many. That's still <laughs> so many people. So much density. We, See, went, to sorry, mo- we went to one, want to to want to 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 one of the. We went to one of the most dense uh, cities in the world. We went to Daca. Dhaka, Bangladesh, and it yes, was truly dense. <laughs> wow, truly. people everywhere. So, anyways, we're in Karachi. There's lots and lots of people. So. The term burnout was first coined by Herbert Freudenberger, which I thought was German, but he's American, probably of German origin. And so the, the description of burnout as we move forward is sort of always based on this definition, which is the inability to cope with increasing work demands... Manifested with headache, sleep disturbances, behavioral changes, and reduced cognition. So mm. that's sort of like what was originally defined as burnout, right. and it's still what people. It feels relatable when they yeah. say it, like, but I'm apparently sure there's it's different
1: changed. levels of what every individual experiences. But yeah, I think most people will be like, okay, yeah, burnout's a version of that.
2: And when you study it, you kind of have to have parameters, yeah. and that's why the study starts by explaining like this. defining it. And Burnout is a psychophysiological syndrome. So obviously, it's a f- you have physiological, like your body actually reacts mm. to something, psycho- not just your brain in your head. Yeah. yeah, and it's reported more in healthcare professional professionals than any other field. Yeah, which is lot. why this study was studying healthcare okay. professionals. So that's, because their rate of burnout is so much higher, it's so much higher. So it's like they're like, okay, if we want to study burnout. Where do we go? Medical professionals, because okay. they're always just like, oh my god, I have to say this person's life. <laughs> Whereas we're all like, what and do they we work do? like insane
1: hours, and sometimes they have to like switch shifts from daytime to nighttime to daytime to nighttime. Like, there's so much physical stress on <sighs> them, too. And actually, they're literally, yeah, saving lives.
2: I just want to say right now, thank you to the healthcare professionals of the world.
1: I read a book, just side note. Okay, side note. <laughs> one little thing I read a book like about sleep, and it was like, because so many doctors are um, sleep deprived, and they can show in graphs like how many more mistakes doctors make when they oh haven't god. slept. Because sometimes they have to work for like twenty hours. Don't tell us the
2: algorithms are going to start making robots to do it all. Well,
1: the book was basically just like you should ask your doctor when the last time they slept was when they have to do something serious
2: on you. Oh my god! My, <laughs> like doctor, an would, my doctor would slam the door and be like, "Go find another doctor." Actually, no, no you, that's not they're true. Not operating on you. <laughs> my sister uh, is a respiratory therapist works works in healthcare and has to work through the night and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. It's like it's so challenging Yeah.
1: anyway let's let's get to the study and then we'll chat up okay later.
2: so methods 600 medical students so that's the size mm-hmm. it's so hard to tell like my next study has so many few mm-hmm. people than this but 600 is like a pretty good amount Uh, They filled out a questionnaire. So this whole thing is just a literal questionnaire about burnout. So there's Mm -hmm. nothing like actually physically. It's self-reported. It's self-reported. And that's what a lot of these things are. Majority were female. There were a variety of socioeconomic statuses. And they were asked specific questions about like whether or not they felt burnt out. And then all these other aspects of their life to try and figure out like what we could learn from just asking questions. So one out of five people. According to this questionnaire, we're experiencing burnout. So that's okay. like one in five medical professionals in Karachi Pakistan are actually like going mm-hmm. through burnout, which is which is quite high. All okay. right. Yeah. Like compared to the regular population, you mean? So, th- so it's weird because this is like a challenge that we're going to talk about is, like, what is burnout? Right. Because other studies in Sweden had said that, like, 49% of healthcare professionals I actually were read burnt that out. somewhere. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the studies I didn't yeah. do, but I looked at it. But yeah. then it's, like, because they're just defining it differently. Right, the parameters of what someone claims yes. they're burning So out, I think this, like this a was a more, like, conservative study sure. and what they decided, like, was burnout. But they based it on all these, like, crazy And like
1: also in different parts of the world. They probably have different, um, yeah, that's like true. mental, not tolerances necessarily, but just, like... Pressure could pressure, be different. Yeah, pressures and just like almost like ec- expectations of what your job should be versus what you want it to be.
2: Okay, so one of the first and obvious things that we should all just listen to, which is that burnout was higher amongst people who slept less than six oh, hours a day. Okay. So sleep is no boring, But then I'm like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like, are you not sleeping because you're burnt out or are you burnt out because you're not sleeping? I think you're n- you're burnt out because you're not sleeping.
1: I think if you're really burnt, I mean, of course, I would think for myself, the more burnt out I am, the more I need to, like the more I'm yeah. sleep. But I
2: mean, if you have some sort of sleep disorder of course, or whatever, yeah, it's like, that's, true. that's a frustrating Sleep is so freaking important. You've read many a book on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, just one really good one. <laughs> but also like ASAP Science, like for a while, we're like, okay, true. another sleep video will go off. Because, <laughs> um. So bur- burnout was higher amongst those who did not share their concerns or problems with others. So mm. like, if you don't, talk to others about what's going on in your life if in the medical profession you're not saying oh my god today was really stressful right. or you're not being vulnerable you will more likely be burnt out and then i started thinking because we like our youtubers and like all of our like friends no just have to? like normal jobs like we didn't move to la because <laughs> it's like you know gonna like an earthquake's gonna hit it soon they're all gonna <laughs> die kidding if you live there oh my god. Read, about, read about what to do during an earthquake. But yeah, like oh, to hear that dog? Mm. Oh, he's scared of the quite Actually, oh my god, it's not Ernie. <laughs> um, so essentially, yeah, like I thought about that. I was like, we don't talk about the issues with our work that often because it's we think it's kind people of insular, won't yeah. relate. Sometimes we
1: might, but it's vague because you're like, I'm not going to explain like the nuance to people who don't even watch YouTube videos about I, like the algorithm. Yeah, there's something
2: about like me being like, oh, I don't want to complain about this. Yeah. Like what I think of as quite a like a beautiful, amazing job. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, like people want to hear that, and also. We need to think about that moving forward. If we don't want to get burnt out, we got to mm-hmm. learn how to complain, babe. <laughs> um, so burnout was higher for those with anger management issues. So if you have mm-hmm. yeah. anger management within like your family, or if you know that you have an issue with sort of like anger or like popping off okay. zero to one hundred, baby, you're more work.
1: likely to experience burnout. More
2: likely to experience burnout. This is just from this study. Right. Like I just was of reading them all. These professionals. Yeah, so. because I'm like, okay, I just think that we everyone should know mm-hmm. these things. Burnout was higher for those who didn't have any hobbies outside of work. So, when asked, you know, like when you go home, like what are your hobbies? Being unable to say you have a hobby then led to the other question saying that you had burnout, which is really interesting. I think that makes so much
1: sense when, like, you think about... Because if one thing's not going well and it's the only thing you do, then 100% of the things you're doing are stressful and not going well. But if you have other hobbies, it's like your eggs are kind of spread across different baskets. Even if one thing doesn't do well, maybe that's 20% of your life and the things you care about. And you have a bunch of other hobbies that are, like, it just balances itself out. Yeah.
2: This is where privilege, I think, comes into bringing a little bit. And if
1: you're a doctor, it's like, do you really have a lot of time? Exactly. And they
2: say that in this study, they that's what they need to figure out more detail on is like, okay, if you have time for hobbies, you maybe have more privilege, or maybe you don't have a family, you have all mm. these other things. And it's like, obviously having a family outside of work might lead to burnout. And yeah. so something to consider, like, obviously make sure you're making time for yourself to have hobbies, but maybe you have to design those hobbies around something that like, maybe you have more time to do. Mm. Maybe it's just reading and cause you can do that as right. opposed to like, I don't know, like, playing soccer (laughs) and burnout yeah I don't know I was because I'm like whenever you know resumes resumes they'd be like hobbies and interests I'd always be like I like music it was like always like such a challenge for me because I was like I don't play sports that's like a hard question for gays because everyone will be like my lacrosse or whatever and then I'd always be like I really like music you're like my drag race pool is really inspiring Uh, So burnout was higher amongst those who didn't engage in humor, didn't exercise, gave up when things spiraled out of their control and had less aspirations regarding their future. So those ones kind of like lumped in together because they weren't as obvious, but they were like, we found these types of things. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of all like makes sense to me. And then also. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint
1: Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: So, a very specific question, but those who were not able to embark on a vacation once a year had a higher prevalence of burnout. Mm, so, sense. so just sometimes, like, the actual chance to get away. So, and this is so funny, because we were just talking about that. We took, like, we went on a long vacation, essentially, yeah. even though we didn't necessarily, like, go somewhere. Yeah. That's what they were saying. If you don't do that, you get burnt out. So, I thought all of those things, I was kind of like, okay, chuck 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 chuck. Uh So, in the past, it had been seen that women were more burnt out than men in medical settings. In medical settings. Like that's just like sort of something that they had found. Okay. And uh it was quite even in the study. It wasn't that the women were necessarily more burnt out than men. In this study. In this study. Okay. Whereas in the past it had they always been sl- that women. Yeah. Men. And they think it's because now there's actually more women in the field of medicine. So mm-hmm. there's less pressure on them to perform well. Before, when it there was like less you women, at all yes, women like Man. exactly. So there was like this crazy pressure, is this is just a prediction that they have. And they actually think that women are more likely to confide in each other and be vulnerable and talk about their issues whereas men don't and as we found out earlier burnout was higher amongst people who didn't talk about their issues yeah and even just having people around that like yeah yeah,
1: there's a lot of pressure on the first woman ever in the medical field to like be perfect but also there's a lot of like probably sexism she faces probably less of an environment of support for her until there's more women and more diverse people in the field that you, can, you have, can like
2: feel comfortable
1: yeah be like i belong here it's like I why safe have...
2: spaces are important because yeah. then you actually feel comfortable to talk with them so anyways that was the study thought that the, all those things were really practical and that mm-hmm. we should all think about and the reason that this is important to study is that burnout is a huge issue it can lead to uh diseases and stress and like mm-hmm. chronic stress is a big issue and by understanding these factors people can now learn how to mitigate burnout and then for this example Hospitals and places can think: How can you know encourage hobbies, encourage right. sleeping? Like right. how do to we maintain, to maintain the performance
1: and the mental health of their employees? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Thanks, Karachi Pakistan to to studies. Like not to minimize our own struggle or like other YouTubers or anyone, but sometimes going through these studies, seeing how many like the, like the medical professionals that clearly face such high rates of burnout, I was like, are we just like little babies being like i ain't burned out, but being like, like honestly, but I still sleep eight
2: hours a night. (laughs) The weird thing about burnout is it's all contextual But yes, I think if we went and had to work as a medical professional for one year I think it would really help our perspectives on life Totally Well, uh, some things that I'm going to talk about are also though
1: your sort of what you want to do like if you didn't want yeah. to be a doctor and then you were also oh. ex-
2: being exposed to that of course you would be Which burn is out. like the story of every NBC drama so. it's like my mom said I had to be a doctor but I just want to be an artist maybe <laughs> NBC drama <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't watch NBC dramas do they still exist yeah they do TV still on TVs still, Does on, TV right? still happen <laughs> Remember that weird show like 911 that would come on after Survivor cuz you love Survivor it was, it was so was weird. Was it called 911? It was like called Call 911. And it's like about <laughs> 911 operators. I think it was Ryan Murphy because, like, everything right. kind of is Ryan yeah, Murphy it was like, now. Oh, it was
1: always so dramatic in the first two minutes. Like, there'd be the craziest thing that we'd be like, oh my
2: God, what is the show? That's the thing about Ryan Murphy is I'm like, okay, you're kitschy, you're gay, you're queer. So things are kind of like campy. But then it was like an. It looks like a 911 very serious yeah. show, but then there's like comedic things happening. And I was kind of like, is the tone Who's the off? audience for this? Yeah, I was just yeah. like, I don't know. But like, I remember, yeah, it's, I don't want to judge it because I've never seen it. I've only ever seen the like before the credits versions. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, this is effing weird. It's not for
1: us. I don't think we're the intended audience, to be honest. Okay, 911 um,
2: lovers don't come for us.
1: <laughs> All right, my first study, I have to say, a little bit conflicts with yours in some ways, but it, I think science it's, drama. But it's I think I think after we chat about it, we'll realize that it's probably talking about slightly different things. Okay, um, in the way that it conflicts. Okay, I am so, ready. Tell us. Um, do you want to know the title of mine? Like, is that what we're always going to do? I okay. want to know the title. Okay, the title is "Coping with Stress and Types of Burnouts: Explanatory Power of Different Coping Strategies." Okay, perfect. Okay, so just to give you like a brief of what they were trying to understand was like what, um. Types of coping strategies don't work well for burnout, for people what who doesn't burnout. work well? Yeah, so, like, if using us as an example, like, did we burn out faster because our coping strategies were not good
2: enough? Did we even have a coping strategy? Well,
1: we would have. Everyone has, there's, oh. like, a, you know, psycholog- psychologists have, like, specific coping strategies for people that we'll kind of touch on. Okay. Um, but ultimately, they were using to understand, like, when you're burning out. Can you develop a better strategy? Or could your employer help give you strategies yeah, to, to not burn right? out? Oh God, here we go. Okay. So basically they were just studying like hundreds, I think like four hundred and thirty uh, university oh Okay mine was 600 oh, so interesting um, Well mine was like They started with the law And then they were like But to have a significant You know like a
2: What do you say Like a p-value That's significant it When needs the stats to be comes in Yeah this, oh And I was God. like
1: I'm gonna just skim through this
2: part Okay side note I once cried during a stats exam Because it was so hard And every question As I flipped through I didn't even understand the question And I started bawling my eyes out And then I started writing down answers And doing my best And when And when the professor Came out with everyone's exam You were in this class you remember which class you say? he famously was like okay everyone failed. oh yeah. <laughs> this was way too hard like yeah, they like just he I just but that. he also it wasn't like he took any blame at all yeah, he was like, like you're you all, all stupid yeah. you all did not listen to me and i do remember that i had gone partying really hard before that exam anyway let's continue okay.
1: stress yes yeah, stats are stressful um all right so they use this document called cope C O P E which stands for coping orientation for problem experiences
2: which is like <laughs> coping orientation for, pro- for problem They clearly were like we want it to be the acronym okay, cope Okay that is not english that is desperate <laughs> Coping um, Say it
1: again Coping orientation For problem experience. <laughs> that's, that's like A really smart Baby's first sentence Coping yeah. Okay anyways uh, we, Basically they use it that, Like to understand People's different Coping mechanisms So there's like 60 items In 15 different scales That you could Take a test on And then they would Understand which coping Strategies you, you Gravitate towards yeah, okay. So examples are like Some people use denial Some people use Positive reinterpretation Where you like Try and make Something in your mind Feel better than it is Right. like
2: your house Is on fire like, my house is on fire.
1: Fire, well, a baby. Fire on the a different type of stress. But, yeah, it would be like cognitive avoidance or substance use. Like, people have all these ways that they deal with stress. What are you looking at me like for? Because I eat edibles every day? Is that what you're looking at me <laughs> yeah, i literally like, okay, we need to talk. That's what – this is a podcast. It's an intervention. Um, then there's another set of psychological um, things they reference called burnout subtypes. So, ultimately, they were trying to cross-reference, like, the coping strategies with burnout types to see if there were coping strategies that were especially ineffective to deal with burnout types. Um, So there are three main types of burnout that are categorized. Okay. One's called overload
2: burnout. So that's too much work.
1: Yeah. So this is described by like frenetic employees, like people who are doing so much, they want to work towards success until they're exhausted. Like they push themselves so hard. and this is the thing that contradicted with yours. The worst, the coping strategy that does not work for them, which they found was the most common in people who burnt out, was emotional venting. It didn't work. Yeah, but I don't know if venting is different than finding common, like being able to talk through problems with people. So yeah, so how is this These one- people would deal with stress by complaining to others, which doesn't help address, like, the real problems and leads to more stress for them.
2: Huh. Well, okay, this one says that it would be helpful or people felt more burnout if they did not share concerns or problems with others. So that is, it's contradictory. Yeah. But But that's what these studies are. like. That happens. So I guess... But, But this is one thing to consider. It's
1: overload burnout. So people who are really motivated to push themselves... Um, when they start to compensate by complaining to other people is they're more likely to burn out. Okay, interesting. Um, so it,
2: there's a, net like the next It's type so funny, whenever you're told anything in like the context <laughs> of studies, you start to go, you like create a worldview around yeah. it where I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like if someone's just complaining yeah. all the time like, and people duh. are just rolling their eyes, like duh, that's not gonna help. Okay. <laughs> um, the second type of burnout is called lack
1: of personal development. Yes. Um, so people who are bored of their jobs and these people use the poor strategy of... Uh, avoidance an avoidance strategy so that means like they deal with their stress by distancing themselves from their works and their problems which leads to depersonalization and cynicism
2: i think that might be me. <laughs>
1: Right, if you guys can see going like, face right now. Like that was a real look of like. Well, <laughs> because
2: like I feel like that's what happened is that I was like this right. thing that I loved, I no longer it hits like feeling almost the love, like a point where, and yeah, I was just avoiding just push everything. it away a little bit, and yeah, it took us two years to finally mm-hmm. take the break that I think we needed because we were avoiding it. I agree.
1: Yeah. I Also, keep in mind you can have multiple levels of I'm sure burnout. These are just like three major ones.
2: Everything I read is about me. <laughs>
1: And the last burnout category is called worn out. So, individuals that feel overwhelmed, like they aren't necessarily super motivated, they just like can't even keep up with it. They, their coping strategy um, was just giving up and shutting down in the stress But I thought you're talking stress. about, you're not
2: talking about coping strategy. You're talking about the worst coping strategy. Yeah,
1: the coping strategy that was most likely to lead to burnout. Oh, okay. Was you when they just saying? gave up? Yeah, which, like, kind of that oh, one. Right. You're like, well, obviously. Oh, like, boy. well, they just maybe. It was like that's a type of coping strategy. I didn't that know giving use. up was a coping strategy. Actually, it is, I guess it is. Right? Like yeah. people, it's it's too hard. I'm not doing
2: this. Coping isn't always something like it I It doesn't mean it's I good. Hear, yeah, when I hear coping, I picture good like, substance
1: abuse is it not a good coping code, strategy. Yeah. It's just a style of coping. I guess coping.
2: like in general in life, you don't just wanna cope. Know what's a bad <laughs> word? Cope. Why? Because it is you don't want to cope in life. You want to thrive. Oh, true. When you're coping, it's
1: when you're struggling. Probably, yeah. Right? I'm, like, so now do you hear yeah, what I'm saying? Is have, coping yeah. a bad
2: word? It's not a bad word. No, because things might be everything so Everything has a hurdle. And, not, and if you're not some coping. Some of the best things
1: in life are struggles, and your coping strategy might help you overcome those struggles.
2: But one thing I'll say, interesting word, cope. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? <laughs> coping. Cope. I absolutely hear you. Um, so, yeah, basically, those were, like, it's interesting
1: just to think about yourself, like, you specifically, but anyone listening, like, if you're feeling burnout, what type of
2: coping strategy are you using? They- okay, what type of coping strategy do you think you use for your burnout? Not even in reference to this study, just in general, what do you think oh. you do? I don't know. I'd have. There's a list of. I think. No. 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 Just top of your mind. I want to know. Oh, just like not technically. Yeah. But I just, don't want you to like just. That's try hard. And think. I
1: think like there's a mix of avoidance for sure, where it's just like shut it out, ignore the problem. There's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. Does like, watching Survivor count? <laughs> yeah. Feeling so overwhelmed to the point where you can't really function. because Mitch has
2: now reached Australian Survivor okay, you are act, going okay
1: that's not even a reach because it's actually the best version of Survivor that exists
2: okay but to, to a non-survivor t- person <laughs> I'm just like okay he's gone to Australia okay, what's I'm next
1: gonna, I'm gonna and also yeah, the Australian one is so much longer there's way more people it's on three times a week it's amazing if you Bondi. watch Survivor you, you think this is near Bondi <laughs> is it near Bondi I can't I do it I think they're in Fiji as well um I think if you don't watch or if you love Survivor, watch Australian. Not the first few seasons because those were like in the early 2000s. They re-brought it back like four years ago. The most recent four seasons are the best seasons of Survivor So in ever. no
2: way when you put on Survivor are you like, I'm just coping oh,
1: with life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably true. Um, yeah, definitely I cope by just, I don't know, shutting down. I think I do shut down. When I'm overly burnt out and stressed, it feels like any single little thing is too much to do. Because it's, like, all tied into this bigger thing. But, like,
2: there's, so it's, like, so it's avoidance, avoidance.
1: Yeah, I think if I had more words to work with, like, I could, if we keep chatting, I could open up and tell you all the other subtypes if it was useful. But I think, yeah, what about you? Like, what is your style of burnout coping? I mean, THC,
2: coursing through my veins, (laughs) passing my blood-brain barrier and (laughs) making me stoned. Yeah. Which, by proxy, makes me quite energetic and like it it really is the thing that I'm learning about right now which is to distract myself at all times so it's like obviously reading a book a lot of people oh, are like that's not some, a bad
1: thing this is gonna help us figure things out okay. did I just cut you off Like it's sort
2: like. of in like a little bit of a way I was trying to like open up and like be vulnerable <laughs> and looked over your skimming and you go
4: oh I, oh because you know, I saw I, one I think stra- people listening might have heard it one coping
1: strategy is humor and it made me think of you and that's why I got excited I was like maybe you use humor to cope yes okay
2: well I definitely use humor to cope in like, like some in, ways, in, in emotional, yeah. like I hate conflict. I can right. avoid it. I will avoid it at all costs. And the way I'll do it is through humor, which is really helpful though. Cause a lot of people, if we ever, if I ever get in a situation that's uncomfortable and people are like scared, I can use humor to calm people down, which I think has helped. But I guess that is coping. We're coping with a specific situation. Totally. But yeah. Okay. Humor. Do you want me to tell you some other ones? It's religion.
1: So or this is at least the oh, ones that, um, fun. I wish substance I had that substance use, planning. Behavioral disengagement, venting of emotions, acceptance, denial, restraint. Okay, acceptance
2: sounds like a good one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good coping strategy. Yeah,
1: that's probably linked to like, um, uh, what's that really popular thing people do now?
2: Buddhism? (laughs) No, like what's it called
1: when you're like, just mindfulness? Oh. <laughs> do you know? No, I I know this okay, sounds no cheesy, no but I've been sad. coming to term- In 2019,
2: you couldn't even think of the word mindfulness. It's like, okay. <laughs> so rude, dude. What's that thing that people ne- do? Literally. Oh, okay, the past couple of it's days. It's what I wake up and do every morning. <laughs> Shush. It's what I wake up and do every morning. No, it is not. Because it is.
1: we found out the other day that Greg literally can't not be doing something. He can't just sit and think without freaking out.
2: I just, if you had been listening <laughs> 10 seconds ago when I was trying to tell the podcast that that's the truth- so that's how I cope is that I'm always doing things. Yeah. But, I think so, it, but, but that's not, what did that one fall
1: under? I just, uh, uh, planning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you no, make plans. True. You do things. Yeah. yeah. I literally, like, was asked to be alone Focus with my Focus on thoughts. solving situations. Like maybe, mm. you know, that's like <laughs> personal growth. I was asked to be alone with my thoughts yesterday and then I, like, distracting literally... activities. Okay. Mitch, stop. I'm trying <laughs> okay, to talk. Open up to me. Open up. To no, me. I'm just saying that I was going <laughs> to try to be alone with my thoughts yesterday for like 10 minutes and then I almost booked a trip to Copenhagen. That's planning. <laughs> I know. This morning you were like, "Oh, here's the flights. Here's the whatever you want. Let's go. Let's go." Let's go. I was like, "We and didn't you like, talked about." No, things. that's actually <laughs> truly insane. And then I, and then when you said that, I was like, mm, "It is okay." Whoops. <laughs> all right. So I mean, all that to say, to wrap up, like
1: this, our first studies. Um, this was from the perspective of not answering why people get burnt out, but answering like how we can better help people cope, which is only one side of the equation. think think sponsored like,
2: by BetterHelp. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's not. <laughs> we're an independent podcast still doing this literally in a bathroom and I just peed in the shower right over there. <laughs> do people need to know that? Well, now no you do. No one needs to Well, know now that. you do. Is overexposure one the of the um, things that we're um, with? Overexposure? Like, the fact that I needed to say that. Oversharing? Is that like a, oversharing.
1: No, it wasn't, but it's probably, that yeah, something with distracting yourself from the real problem.
2: <laughs> okay, what did you say? Sorry, I was twiddling my thumbs.
1: Nothing. Okay, anyway, all I'm saying is, like, we can use these studies to hopefully help people cope better.
2: Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break now and then we will be back. My next study's title is actually sort short and sweet. <laughs> hair, cortisol, and work stress. I so mean, I wanted to find one that actually sort of had some physiological right, markers as so opposed well, yeah. to just like asking people questions, which is so many
1: studies. Yeah, I know that. Both of mine are related to
2: that. So hair so cortisol levels, they can be measure, measured physiologically and indicate if someone is stressed or not because mm-hmm. cortisol – do you know what... Can I, I'm quizzing Stress you. Stress hormone. Stress hormone. Yeah, mm. steroid hormone. Steroid baby control. Isn't it fight or flight? Yeah, so it, it it literally is something that is synthesized by your brain during a fight or flight response. Great in evolution when we were, you know, being chased by cheetahs and all that stuff that you mm. hear about. <laughs> but prolonged exposure. Mm, not so good. <laughs> Heart issues. Immune systems downregulated. Okay? It can impair learning. <laughs> Cortisol equals bad for the most part, except for if you're being chased by a lion.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't call it bad. You, you, it's for a reason, but obviously maybe being overstimulated. Yeah,
2: which I think is something that as humans we now have to deal with because mm. we're just so freaking smart. Mm. <sighs> so this was just essentially testing people's hair cortisol levels. They literally plucked little things out of their hair and decided okay. how much cortisol was in them and okay. then just measure that against how... Overworked they were so like your hair. I didn't know that like I didn't know your hair would just have no I know it's it. actually really weird and like based on and how yeah they, they, they can actually test how high how the much cortisol, cortisol is in general being pumped through your body like uh-huh. it, whether you have more or less based on just using your hair, which okay. is like non-invasive and nice. They just right. only three pieces too, put in tin foil, shipped to the lab in tinfoil. Tin I know. Okay. Cool. Like cool. Sometimes you're like, okay, that's simpler than I <laughs> Science is easy. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so they had 81 people who were in an intense university program. And had a full-time job on top of that. Okay, Lots of work. Seems sort overwhelming. Of mm-hmm. Then they had another group of people who just had a full-time job. Okay. So their assumption would be, okay, we think that these people who have to do this really intense university program and have a, a job are going to have more cortisol, cortisol in their body. And guess what? Were they they right? did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it was, yeah. So the people, <laughs> it was one of those studies where I was like, okay, like, hey, yeah, cool. We but like, that, but yeah, it's worth yeah, actually It's worth f- for real. It's, it's always worth knowing for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, people? And so, yeah, so that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) But they did notice that it was much higher in those who felt that their job entailed a high effort with a low reward. So okay. even the people who had just a full-time job and it, it found that their job, you know, was a lot of work, but mm-hmm. not for much reward. Right. Whether that was emotional or uh, monetary, they found they had higher cortisol levels, which is something I think that is important to bring up. Again, thinking about burnout. Right. You need to feel purpose. You need to feel like what you're doing is being rewarded in and some it, way.
1: It, le- it kind of emphasizes, like, how nuanced this all is and how um, unique burnout can be to everyone. Because yeah. Because... Of course, I think, like, just having to work lots of hours is probably a big indicator of what would lead to burnout. But it's so much more than that. Like, I bet some of those people, if they're, like, obsessed with their job and their whatever, like, so passionate about We're it. Or getting
2: praised yeah, by their boss. Maybe, maybe
1: they're, yeah, like, in a good work environment, like, maybe their likelihood of burnout is much lower, even though they're doing the exact same like yeah. they're so busy you can't
2: feel like what you're doing is just like hitting your head against the wall yeah. you have to
1: like I think there's probably a point that no matter how passionate you are if you're pushing your body too hard you will like physically exhaust yourself which yeah. is a type of burnout but I think ultimately it's crazy to realize like your brain's got to be in the game.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and it makes it's you realize there. that thing earlier. It's like, and if you're not going to get it through your job, then you need hobbies outside of your, like your totally. life needs yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. Or just needs to be, yeah. It's like, okay, are we philosophers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like purpose is a word that I don't know. I identify like yeah. You need your own self-identified purpose. Yeah, like, and purpose know, is also the title of
2: f- Justin Bieber's most uh, recent
1: album. Oh, so clearly, purpose is the most important thing. In the I world. think it was biblical, but never ever, ever, never You've heard never
2: that. heard "Sorry" by Justin Bieber oh, off of his album. He hasn't purpose. made that album. He hasn't
1: made an album in so long. I yeah, no, he hasn't. Until it's like ages. That's
2: ago. like his whole thing. He's kind of like he's. You know what? He's probably all burnt out. Yeah, he's, he's taking time a off. But... Absolutely insane as well. Okay, no, <laughs> do not come for my Stratford brother. <laughs> um, no, I, I,
1: sorry, I'm just like like chatting about like the yeah philosophy of how it impacts like I don't know I just, burn out it's, like really fascinating how like it makes you have to be introspective because you can't just read a paper and go like that's what I need to do you really have to find out like what's your what version of why and, you're feeling that and what that is society imposing on me to make me even think these are the things I want which maybe I don't even actually want subconsciously I, I might not even realize my next study kind of t- ties we into this we always want money we always want power but do it's we like, do we actually are no we, we don't toxic we, yeah is anyone actually happy with those things what do we want after a Your turn. Okay. My study beautifully ties into yours. We did not coordinate this or just ties into that conversation. The title is a little long-winded again, but I'll read it. Motivational incongruence and well-being at the workplace. Personal job fit, job burnout, and physical symptoms. Okay. Wow. Truly in one
2: ear or out the other. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this was just basically investigating a link between like internal subconscious human needs and how those... Impact your burnout levels. So, like, like your, your, how, what not you need like, in life, like, and, yeah, food, uh, water? no, subconscious needs. So things that people individually have praise. different desires, but they aren't actually consciously aware of. Sorry, is this like, is this
2: like, praise? <laughs> like, it's, is this? Like I'm going to tell you, it's called right.
1: implicit motives. So right. psychologists have this term. Um, what is very interesting is that you cannot ask someone what their impulsive motives are why so because you it's subconscious like you won't but if i go to therapy and i just
2: like become so like, like, don't talk at one of those <laughs> retreats for five days, would I figure it out?
1: To be honest, I'm sure you could get more in tune with what your implicit motives are, but in okay. a study, they can't just say, like,
2: what do you like? Do you, like, but okay. Yeah, I see. Like, they, like the people can't go, this is what motivates me, and this Exactly, moment. because
1: they're realizing your implicit motives, the things you aren't necessarily aware of, is what's causing or the Or the things you
2: here. don't even want to tell anyone. True. So, basically, like, what
1: was fascinating about the study is there's two main motives they looked at in relation to jobs, one is called a power motive, which the okay. word power sounds bad, but it's more just like people who want to have an impact on others, people who want to take responsibility, maintain discipline. Climb the ladder? It could be that, right. but it, it doesn't have to be so narcissistic. I think it's more just like they want to like, kind of take control in a sense to feel
2: like yeah, they're. Yeah, it's not necessarily because they want power, because they want to actually have a bigger impact on They feel good when they do them. things. You Here. know
1: what I mean? Okay. Um, and the second one's called affiliation motives. So these are people who have a need for positive personal relationships to feel trust, warmth, and belonging, so they want to do well at their jobs, so people around them like them, or they just want to be in a work environment that oh. offers that environment. They for want
2: it. to work at like Soul Cycle or something,
1: or just you could work anywhere as long as you've never team even been around to Soul Cycle. What is Soul Cycle? <laughs> Isn't it a bicycle like class that you just like, and like the and owner like, guy's yeah.
2: like <laughs> da, 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 and you're like biking really hard? Oh, yeah, I always, like, everyone always talks about it, makes jokes about it in pop culture, and I'm always like, ah, yeah, but in my head I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, and, like, one of the founders or whatever is, like, a Trump supporter. Well, okay, so one of the founders is this, like, rich Trump-supporting man, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, the white gays have to stop going to Soul go, <laughs> which is true. But then we, like, we're at an event with the female... Oh, woman yeah. who actually started it and had this whole story, and she yeah. was really interesting. So I just want to know what her whole opinion. Of well, when you is. have a
1: company that big, I think a lot of people get involved get involved and invested in whatever. So I, I do think the rest of the people of that company were like, we're not we're not saying that. Like it's this one guy who's obviously probably a billionaire who invested in it or something. You so speaking
2: I mean? of power, once you get high enough up there, it's all blood money, babe. Anyway, okay, sorry. So because side note,
1: cannot, <laughs> because we cannot measure implicit motives or unconscious motives. The way they actually get to find out in the study of what your implicit motives are, they basically give people five pictures. One's an architect, one's of a trapeze artist, one's a woman in a laboratory, one's a boxer, and one's a nightclub scene. And Okay, what the F? Are you serious? Yes. They get 20 seconds to look at a picture. One of them pops up randomly. And then they have five minutes to write a short story about that picture.
2: Okay, creative writing, bro. Yeah.
1: And there's, there's some prompts where they say, like, what's happening in the picture? Who are these people? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. I want to read these. Then after this, they have trained coders who use, like, coders. Uh, like, literal. They take parts of words and analytical parts of their phrasing and sentences to analyze like subconsciously what types of things they think identify. about yeah um, and especially with relation in this study to the power and okay the future
2: is now coders or like an They're algorithm like, built uh, to do they this? were
1: called coders uh, because i it's it's human beings there was in this study there was two coders who would take their phrases and sentences and analyze them based on like a A rubric's the wrong word, but I think there's like a standardized version of how you say, like, oh, when you link these words together, it's usually associated with this. And then. Okay,
2: English class meets
1: science class. Yeah. Um, So, not so surprisingly, like, if you have a mismatch between what you, what you, on that study, if it found, like, you have a high affiliation rate, like, you obviously want to be in a job where you're like with and around people. If you're not in a job that allows that you're gonna have a higher rate of burnout Burnout, so that's not that surprising but the other direction as well is true if you're in a job where there's too much power associated with your role and you don't like that your rate of burnout is also higher
2: like if it's like climb the ladder and you're like i don't even want power i just want people to trust you're much more
1: likely to burn out even if you still have the support of the affiliation that you have but there's too much of your role is associated with like having an impact doing power managing people those kind of things you're more likely to burn out um and having a mismatch of these necessitates putting extra effort into work. So that's what they think the problem is. Like if you sorry. Oh, you start trying to work so hard to compensate for the fact that you're in yeah, the wrong like, type of job. Yeah, like exactly. Like say they gave an example of like an accountant who like loves working with people that is in a project where they're doing solo work, suddenly to get the things you imp- implicitly need, you have to put in more work. So you're technically working more, which leads to more burnout uh. because it's like a lot more mental energy to be like Even if you don't consciously know
2: that's what you need, you're trying to build a world around that. You remember that book, The Giver, when they would like assign you your job? Uh, Was that The Giver? It was like a book that everyone uh, had to read in grade eight. I didn't it's not that. about a gay top, <laughs> The Giver. Um, it's like a book where they like a society well, you where you know, don't. I actually think The Gay Bottom is The Giver. So. Okay, yeah, true, true, <laughs> true. It depends on how you're riding the deck. But I do think that like there's something funny. It's like if there's a way that we can like do tests and understand more about ourselves and then understand what kind of job. But then we get into that weird like rubric thing of like you're a color blue. Oh true. It's like Harry Potter sorting, hat, You mean? Like yeah, kind of yeah, I'm just like I just trying to think like what how to like mitigate this in society. But I think it's also How to mitigate what? Burnout? burnout. Just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like understanding oh, what does it does go you want too much into
1: like here take this paper yeah. and it will tell you what yeah. job you should be yeah. doing. Yeah. That is what all these stars are doing, but like if it makes people not burn out as much, then maybe that is a good or thing. Or it's
2: like okay, we don't need to give this into the hands of someone to take over and power and put people in different places. No. This is about you right deciding now deciding listening and, being a job. and deciding how to make choices in your own life to mitigate potential burnout. Mm-hmm. You might be like, Greg, Mitch, shut up. Why are you guys burned out? Why are YouTubers talking about burnout all the time? I, I assume lots of people experience burnout, but who knows? Maybe like when you actually have a job that's like somewhat satisfying, you have your hobbies, you have of your course. life, you don't have to you necessarily experience this. Exactly. And so I think that maybe what's so interesting about reading all these things is taking the information, Deciding how it relates to your life and moving on with it. For example, me. Okay, gotta get a hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotta. You have a hobby. You're a comedian. No, I, I gotta get a better hobby. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm always so hard on that. Is that a hobby? No, I think it's, it is. You're not doing it as a job. N- no, I know, That's but a hobby. like, yeah, no, okay, you're right. It's actually a great example of a hobby. But I think like painting. <laughs> you're like it's literally the perfect example. No, of a hobby. No, but I mean like, like, I, I don't know. Like I think physical activity, like sports, like things like that, I think are really good because I think exercise Exercise is something in one of mine that sure. I learned is really important. If you can combine exercise with being around people and camaraderie, sure. that's a really great example of, course, of something of course. that maybe I one, might want to
1: bring, bring into my life. closeness and affection to people. Around, like it could. I'm not saying for everyone, but like you could have a community, you could be around people, you could, you're laughing, humor. Like In dark bars. But yeah, but yeah okay, not yeah, everyone yeah. has that experience. No, you're right, you're right. Randy, one something. last so, little factoid, you brought up physicalness, like that was weird, was that affiliation so they need to be around other people if you need that and you don't have it there is a high correlation of burnout a higher correlation of burnout but for people who seek power subconsciously um and they don't get it, they have a lot of physical symptoms, like headaches, what? chest pain, faintness, stuff like that. Isn't that weird? Oh my God, they need power. So there's people, well, it's people, that's like their symptoms. Go to therapy, <laughs> bud. So kidding. that's what you're feeling, like you're more, in this study, they realize those people are more likely to have physical ailments wow. when they're mismatched with what they
2: subconsciously do Imagine like, getting a headache slash, like, hurting your knee because it just, like, needed power.
1: Well, the, see, I think the word power... I know, power that's, that's simple. That's too associ- simple. And yeah, you're yeah, associating yeah, yeah. the word power with something negative now, but it doesn't yeah. mean, like, power... It's not to with Donald Trump. It's not, exactly. But it, they're not saying power to assert yourself over others yeah. and to bully or anything like that. It's just, like, a, a ability to influence or impact people. Um, okay, anyway. well,
2: that was awesome. Honestly, I think we've done a lot of the things that were recommended in here. We took a vacation... You know what I mean? Like, we started to learn about ourselves to try and figure out how to design our job to better suit what's going to stop us from having burnout. True. And you know what I think everyone should think about is that –
1: like we have always loved this job, but we've been doing it for a long time. Things change, so yeah. like what we come across next, we're probably going to be excited and motivated. But it doesn't mean we can't experience burnout from that as well. Yeah. And just because you have burnout doesn't mean you always hated your job or you didn't like it or you're in the wrong
2: position. Like maybe it just means. Or you need maybe to you're having up. it and you haven't been able to place the word on it yet. You're totally. just like I'm feeling weird in my life and I don't yeah. really know why. But like you could be, according to Henrik Friedenberger <laughs> burnt out. Okay, so. Still use the hashtag Side note Podcast if totally. you want to get in touch with us and talk to us about potential burnout that you're having, whether or not you're happy to hear our voice. <laughs> no,
1: I know. zero tweets. Um, oh, my
2: God. What? No, I'm just mean? joking. We got tweets. You have to try and be nice. Day. No, it's you're right.
1: Nice. Oh, I'm, That's so, so true. Oh, my God. Why are we so self-deprecating? I know. Oh God. Um, no, it's great. I We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being patient. We're sorry we didn't, like, tell you more about it. But we... Hope to be more consistent. If you thought we were doing something and cool and exciting, we were saying, "My like reading a book. Yeah, they're oh, like, God. oh, I thought your next podcast back was going to be like the most epic thing ever. <laughs> you were building the best one ever. Um, no, but we both love doing the podcast. It is really fun. Thank you for sticking around with us. And we hope you learn stuff and you hope you have fun. And we'll see you next time.
2: Or you'll hear from us. Yes, we, you, always say we won't hear you. Little you'll little.
1: hear from us. We'll
2: see you there. Okay, bye guys. Bye.